you want to be better than somebody and if you get let one mark less than them and you think you have failed. So this should go out of human mind because the success of life is that this life lives pleasantly and profoundly. That's all it is. Welcome to the Gift of Failure podcast, the show that asks one simple question, what has failure taught you? And what can you do with that failure to learn? Join me as I sit down with global icons, leaders from all walks of life to explore how they have used their experiences to evolve into greatness. Let's dive in. Namaskaram, Harry. Wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for having me, sir. Um, we are sitting here today with... Um, what I would argue is one of the most important people walking this planet. <laughs> and I mean that from the depth of my heart, he is a visionary, he's a humanitarian, um, he's a spiritual leader, he's helped millions and millions of people of all languages, all cultures, all religions from all over the world, and um, me included. And I'm honored to be sitting here. Okay. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed that when we played golf this morning, I played terrible. He played fantastic. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> um, so without any further ado, um, I would like to uh, formally introduce uh, Sadhguru to me, His Holiness, uh, for being here with us. And today, of course, you know, I will do uh, less of the talking. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Um, today I want to talk a little bit about the differences between failure and success. And what does that mean? Do we need to fail to succeed? What is failure? What is success? So it's become fashionable for people these days. I've heard in various, uh, many places I go in, particularly um, corporate leaders and business leaders, where they're saying uh, failure is a great teacher and it's from failure that you will succeed, all this. I would advise them one thing, that they should never try skydiving. Because <laughs> 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 if you fail, that's, a that's the only time you will fail. So this is not necessary because life is such a brief happening. If you, if you have a large vision, Life is very, very brief. In this brief life, you want to fail three times and then fourth time you will get it. There's no such time. If you're really smart, if you are... If your life is not about just proving a point to somebody, it's about doing something significant, then there's not much room for failure. Well, there are some turns here and there, but uh, those turns are part of the process because if you want to climb a mountain, you can't just climb like this. You will go this way, this way, this way because otherwise you could break your legs. And is that considered a failure? Is that no, considered is a not. process? It is a process. So failure happens only because or people perceive something as a failure because their, their aspiration is always how to be better than somebody. In comparison to somebody, oh, I have failed. So, uh, <laughs> I got 
Most of the time in my uh, monthly tests in school, I always got six zeros. I never thought I failed because that's what I wrote for. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> you want to be better than somebody and if you get let one mark less than them and you think you have failed. So, this should go out of human mind because the success of life is that this life lives pleasantly and profoundly. That's all it is. It lives presently and profoundly. Pleasantly, pleasantly. Pleasantly. Pleasant means uh, if you're joyful, you're pleasant. If you're loving, you're pleasant. If you're blissful, you're pleasant. Pleasantness of experience and profoundness of experience are two things within yourself. When it comes to activity, it is a question of impactfulness of your activity. This is all you have. Pleasantness of experience, profoundness of experience, and impactfulness of activity, this is all you got in your life, you got nothing else. So, pleasantness of experience, nobody can take it away if you know what you're doing with yourself. Profoundness also, nobody can take it away. It is only impactfulness, how impactful are you in a given activity? We must understand how impactful we are is not entirely ours, it is the times in which we exist. What does that mean exactly? See, if you were here a thousand years ago, you think you would be doing a podcast? I don't think so. No, definitely not. But you would be sitting in the neighborhood and talking to somebody, which would be considered gossip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm saying the impactfulness of what you do in the world is a consequence of times. This is why you must be in gratitude to all the people who have passed before us because what all they have done, Today, on top of that, we are doing something, not because we are greater than them, simply because we are standing on what they have built. That's why we look tall. Because we are Well, I'm very short, so <laughs> I need to stand on a lot of people's shoulders to get high. So with that said, then what does success mean? See, uh, a successful life or a successful person or a successful businessman, what are you talking about? You, you, to me, you tell whatever topic that you if think is... If it's successful life, if you have a pleasant and profound experience, you're successful as a life. But you have chosen a given profession, so you want to be successful in that also. That success, if you were here a thousand years ago, if you built two huts as a real estate man, you would be super successful. Today you will have to build 10,000 stuff to call, to be even noticed, all right? So that's why I said what you're doing today in the world is a consequence of the times in which we are existing. Let's not too much of that upon ourselves because then you'll carry the burden of times on your head. And that's not our responsibility or is it our responsibility? It is our responsibility, but the consequence is not always ours. It is. The times are playing the role. And so with that said... Say right now, yesterday I was in New York, today I'm here in Austin, to, uh, this night I'm going to Caribbean. Would I do this if I was here 500 years ago? Not that quickly. New, New York <laughs> to Texas would take uh, two months. Yeah, <laughs> Here to Caribbean would take three months. There to UK would take, uh, I don't know, whether we'll make it or not. With that said, Talk to me about safe soil because 
that is clearly, from what I understand, the consequence of other environments, a lot of time, a lot of other factors that have come into truly um, bastardizing the soil that grow the agriculture that truly nourish us as humans and that is being desecrated can you speak to what we need to do as a culture and as 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 humans to quell that uh, i wouldn't use such uh, words because uh, these words only bring emotion not action okay okay so what we need to understand is this if you take sand and put a certain amount of organic content in it, it will become soil. You can, Any organic yes, content? Any organic content. Organic content will take some time to mature. What maturing means means is the microorganisms have to work on it to make it into certain nutrients to be passed on to the plants. Plants have to produce carbon sugars to pass it on. It's a huge exchange process. So if you add organic content to sand, it becomes soil. If you take away organic content from the soil, it becomes sand. So this is what is happening in the world today, because today we are running farms without any source of organic content. There are no trees, there is no vegetation, there are no animals. We're just growing monoculture crops, crop after crop. If you do this in the most fertile land for 15 years time, it will become fallow it will become uncultivable. But today we are throwing a lot of, you know, menu, I mean, uh, fertilizer, chemical fertilizer, and somehow boosting it. What this means is, to give you a, a perspective of this, let's say you're eating good food, and uh, you're pretty good, but you went to a doctor to have a checkup. You don't like this, I know, but you went for a checkup, and then your doctor found uh, your vitamin C is not great, your uh, iron is not great, something else is not great, so he gave you three pills. He said, two months you take it, because he's looking at it like a bridge. You're eating good food, but something is missing, so a little bit of doctoring. A doctored administration of certain nutrients for your system. But the nutrients that you pop in the form of fill, pills will never do what the natural organic nutrient that you take in to the life that you are. But it works as a bridge temporarily. Do you believe that it is, if you had to give a percentage of the best iron you could get that's the purest, would that be 50%, 90%, 30%, just out of curiosity of what we would be losing from the organic vegetables see, in a perfect world? See, neither you nor soil are inert materials that just by adding a chemical, everything will be fine. It can be a short-term bridge, yes, but you felt really good by taking these three pills. So from tomorrow you decided, I won't eat any food, I will take 30 pills instead of three and I will be great. No, it's not going to work like that. That's exactly what we have done with the soil. We got chemical nutrients and we put it there and suddenly we saw our crops bursting out with yield. Then we started putting more and more of it and we forgot that we have to put organic material into it. So the monoculture cropping and the commercial cropping has took a, taken us in this direction that in a matter of 15 years time, we will leave the lands fallow. Another thing we are doing is, we need to understand, in the first 12 to 15 inches is the source for 
87% of life so on this planet. So the first 12 to 15 inches of topsoil, you yes. mean? That is the source of life for 87% of life on this planet, including you and me. 80, hold on, wait, wait, you need to say that one more time. All life. So plants, 87% plants, of life on Earth. Plants, trees, animals, birds, insects, everything, bugs. including you and me, 87%. Come, come from the first 15 inches of soil. And how deep are we cultivating that by using machinery? Right now with machines, very easily most tractors can plow up to 12 to 14 inches. And it leaves it open like this. So all this life which was thriving beneath the soil, now left open to the sun to die. This is like we peeled off your skin and left you in the summer sun. You will scream and the soil is screaming. The soil is screaming. Most people don't have the sensitivity to, sensitivity to hear this. For me, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an environmentalist, but I'm like a worm on the planet. I've lived on this planet. Everybody lives in their head. I live on the planet because I got nothing here. I just live on this planet. Because of that, I know what is happening. What is happening around me as a life, I know. If you leave a worm in the sun, it knows what is happening to it, isn't it? If you don't understand this, stand in the hot sun in, uh, in the month of August for one hour, then go under the tree shade, you will understand what is climate change. So if only, if the soil was under shade as much as possible, either because of your crop or grasslands or marshlands or uh, trees or whatever, in some way the soil needs to be protected. Because of monoculture crops, when you shave the land of the crop, everything is taken out. Next four months, five months, there is no anything. You plow the land and leave it open. This is death of the soil. If only... We had cover crops. When we don't have crops, if there were cover crops or in some way it was covered with natural material, we must understand life on this planet for you and me is possible only because of photosynthesis in the plants. In the sense, wow. before photosynthesis began, scientists estimate probably a billion years ago, when the first uh, microorganisms or protozoa or fungi, algae, these things started doing little bit of photosynthesis. Photosynthesis means using the perpetual energy of the sun to capture carbon from the atmosphere and and, and no, and convert it into carbon sugar. Yep. This carbon sugar is a currency with which it can buy its nutrients from microorganisms, otherwise they won't give. If, if one has to understand this, a very healthy tree, you take it and remove all the leaves, only leaves, don't cut it down, just the leaves. If new leaf comes, take it down, take it down, take it down. In a year's time, the tree will die because it has no cash. It needs carbon sugars, only then the microorganisms That's will... That's the currency. Yes. Without that, there's no exchange market. So money does grow on trees? Um, my, my question to you is, what is the urgency here? Because you and I have talked a lot about this next, you know, 100 days that is coming and the exponential, let's say, detriment of not addressing these causes now. Talk to me about if we fail to address it. Why is now. it urgent? Why is it urgent? Why is it urgent more than anything? See, more than anything, why it is urgent is right now, UNFAO, which is Food and Agricultural Organization, says that on an average, the loss of microbial life in the world 
is about 27,000 on an average species. 27,000 species per year are going extinct. And define a species. Could that mean an insect, a virus? No, a no, mic micro, microorganisms. Microorganisms. See, the most important life on this planet is microorganisms. Mm. Your body right now, you have only 40% of your parental genetics. Remaining 60% is microorganisms. Without them, you cannot exist. Yep. Because your body is just in a way a reflection or a consequence of what's happening in the topsoil. So a handful of soil in a rich soil, it can have anywhere between seven to ten billion organisms, a handful of soil. That's more than human population, as you know. So that organism level per year, the loss of species is twenty-seven thousand. This is species, not organisms. Yearly. Yes. If we go at this rate, in about thirty to forty years' time, we will reach a place where if we want to regenerate the soil, it would take 150 to 200 years. That means it's an absolute disaster for human life. So, okay? so what does that mean? No, let me, let me finish now. this. But right now, where we are, we are in a cusp of time. We are on the threshold that if we act now, in the next 10 to 15 years, we can significantly turn this around. That is why it is urgent. Because we as a generation have this challenge in front of us, And we also have this privilege that we can turn around, turn away from the brink of falling off the cliff. We can do that. But if you let it go for another 30, 40 years, after that, there is no turn back. Right now, already some of the agencies are talking about the only way forward is to completely go for GMO foods. Otherwise, we will not be able to feed the population of this world. Because by 2045, everybody is expecting we'll be producing 40% less food and our population will be well over 9 billion. That's not a world you want to live in. That's not a place where you want to leave your children and go. I know. So, we have to act now if you want to turn it around. Otherwise, if you do the GMO stuff, it will give you another bridge probably for another 20, 25 years. Maximum 25 years, that bridge is again going to land. And after that, there will be no recovery. That will be really super bad. We should not go in that direction. But regenerating the soil now is very much possible. So, it needs to get enshrined in the policy of every nation. Right now, the Save Soil Movement, the effort is to get this enshrined in the policies of 192 countries where people have a democratic process, where people elect the governments in some sense. And in a democracy, the only power that you have is your vote and your voice. Your vote is already gone probably, but the voice has to be spoken. Yes. So right now in the world, we have this power that we can speak. There is a social media, there are platforms through which we can speak. So what we are trying to do now as part of the Safe Soil movement is, from 21st of March, we want everybody to speak about soil. We want to raise this voice to such a pitch. Three to four billion people should say something about soil. That is over 60% of the world's electorate. Once 60% of the population has spoken, no government will ignore it. And I am also addressing the COP15 in the month of May, where, in the month of May, where 170 nations are being represented. And here we will represent present that we have prepared the soil document for each nation. And where specific. will that be? That'll be in Africa. That is in uh, Ivory Coast in Africa. What can 
you know, the, you know that I, I support it completely with the Rastigar Family Foundation, and we've spoke about this, and I'm, I'm all in. I get it. What can you know? Regular working class people. No, you should not. People. You should not support this moment. You must own this. This is your planet too. This belongs to your children. You said it much more articulately than than I did, and I'll, I'll go with I'll go with your words. Um, I agree. What can you know, blue collar workers that care about these things that might not be able to donate very large sums of money, or you know, what can people do? Uh, besides bringing the awareness through social media, if they want to make money contributions, what is the way that they can do that if they just want to donate $10, $5, $2? It is like, all useful. Even $1 is useful. And we are also probably uh, releasing NFTs in the direction so that people fantastic. can contribute and also earn money out of it. They can make money out of it also. The important thing is everybody should do their best. This is the important thing. Of all the important things, money is important to make certain things happen, but money is not the only thing. More than anything, people's voice is very important. So 100 days, we want the world to raise a chorus of concern about soil. If you don't know what to say, our website is replete with lots of information. Otherwise, you can do your own research. You can take the information and use it whichever way you want. You don't know all those things. You can every day just say, save soil, let's make it happen. Hashtag okay. save soil on yes. everything. Every day. And uh, whatever you do for 100 days, from 21st of March, 100 days, you send a message to your friend, say, save soil. Instead of saying, I love you, save, save soil, because... That means I that love you. That means I love you. If you did not love people that you have not seen, you wouldn't do this. That makes all the sense of the world. Um, Guru, thank you so much for your time. I have one last question for you um, that I'd be honored if you answered. If there was one thing that you wish everybody in the world knew, what would it be? They should know the nature of their own existence. To know thyself. Shakespeare, to thine own self be true or I to know, know yourself? I don't know what he meant because he's a drum artist, what he so says. So what did he mean? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I can tell you what I mean. <laughs> all, all I care about is what you mean. So, uh, see, the nature of your existence is such, right now you have a body. But is a body is something that you gathered over a period of time, isn't it? Hmm. You have a mind, you have thoughts and emotions. These thoughts and emotions also you gathered over a period of time. This is a heap of food, this is a heap of impressions. What you gather can be yours, I will not dispute that for now. But it cannot be you, isn't it? I can say, these are my clothes. If I say, this is me, you know I've lost it. So this is happening to you every day. Food appears on your plate, you say, this is my food. You eat it and you say, this is me. So when you believe something that you're not as yourself, then nothing is in place, everything is out of place. So your success is only of social relevance, existentially means nothing. 
Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, you. so much for your time. You have blessed. Save soil. Everybody. Let's make it happen. Huh? Now we're going to do more. We're going to save the soil. We're going to talk offline. I'm going to come see you in India, Great. and and God willing, I might come out there in May to be able to sit there and listen. And um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's make God it happen. God bless you, brother. <laughs> thank you for listening. To access the full scope of lessons, pre-order your own personal copy of the book, The Gift of Failure, currently available on Amazon and other platforms to come. Until next time, fail on, my friends. <laughs>